Coming to you live from an abandoned storage locker somewhere in Mesa, Arizona. You're tuned into the Important Nonsense Podcast with Steve Bonham. Attention, Alan Hearn's mom. His knee is better. <laughs> you can stop worrying. And Neil Smith. Even with the concussion, as long as he's cleared, probably don't have a better option. Boom shakalaka. Hello. How's it going? Hello. 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 Hello to you and hello to everybody out there in what I'll call TV land, even though it's not TV. <laughs> sure. Why not? Why yeah, not? it's close enough. Close. It's 2021 TV because nobody it's, has yeah, TV for TV us. anymore. Right. Nobody under 55 has traditional television anymore. And to the own. audio listeners as well, you're not left out. Hello to the audio people who can only hear us. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually probably a positive. There's a reason this was a radio show for so long. (laughs) Probably a bonus. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not terrible. You get to see my face. You're welcome. Get to see your backwards hat. That's right. You don't want to see my face. As as always, (laughs) I am homeless Jafar. Uh, Well, hello, homeless Jafar. I'm Steve. Thank you. (laughs) Follow me everywhere at nonsense underscore Steve. That, of course, is Neil Smith. Uh, How's your Wednesday, Neil? We are are less than 24 hours away now from football. It's fantastic, and you can follow me everywhere at nonsense underscore Neil. Don't try and search me by homeless Jafar because you won't find anything that is some other guy. I I was going to say, you might find something, just not exactly what you're looking uh, for. uh, It's true. You might find something, and you probably wish you wouldn't have. So (laughs) maybe don't Google that. Maybe in, in incognito mode if you're going to try. <laughs> right, right. Well, it's been a it's today's been today's been beautiful, but I'm really as, as obviously we're all looking forward to tomorrow. Tomorrow's right. the day we finally get football back. It's kind of anticlimactic because I don't know about anybody else's level of ADD, but I have a hard time watching one football game at a time in a mm-hmm. post red zone world. But we'll make an exception because it's because it's the it's the kickoff to the season. Right. So that'll be that'll be great. And they picked a good one like they usually do. So you get you get Tom Brady, you get some Dak, you get two teams that should be the return of Dak. Yes. Well, I was going to say I was going to say you get two teams that should be good, but you get two teams, one team that should be good. Offenses and, that are yeah. Good. And you get mm-hmm. one team that'll have an offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of what we're looking for here. So I'm sure everybody's looking forward to that. I actually know some people who are drafting tonight and congratulations to them for doing this correctly. That is the right way to go about doing that. You want to wait until the last second to draft. We tell this people every year to do that. And every year people are like, I can't get my people together to do it. So we're going to do it three weeks early. And I mean, it all depends. We talk about this all the time. Like it's, I always prefer to draft as late as humanly possible, especially in a redraft because you have, uh, well, like for me, I'm in like, five or six redraft leagues. So if I have a team that I drafted in July that goes sideways because of injuries, I don't really care. I got like five other teams that's I'm focused on. That's us. Yeah. I I think if you have one team, one home league, one work league with your friends that you really care about, you're passionate about, and you draft in July and you're starting running back with JK Dobbins, then I mean, it, it really kills all the fun for you. So my advice is always, if you're in a bunch of leagues, then draft whenever you want. Get as many of the right. drafts in as you can throughout the month of August. But if you're 
an amateur player or you're just a casual fan or casual or, a re- or how about just a regular person yeah with that's a what I'm finite just, level of bandwidth if you're like, a casual fantasy football player if you're a regular joe then yeah draft as late as humanly possible because otherwise it's going to suck the fun out of it for you absolutely absolutely like to your point yeah you don't want to end up with jk dobbins in july because you feel really right, good about cam it Ackers. cam Ackers. there's just this happens every year. There's a smattering of these types of things that go on. People get ruled out for the season, basically in the preseason, still trying to figure out what Harbaugh was thinking about putting J.K. Dobbins in there. You want to say hi to the people, Ben? You might as well. You're here, Ben. How you <laughs> exactly. doing? Exactly. He's here. He, <laughs> wants, he wants some strawberry Fanta, not a sponsor. Yet. Yes. We're working yes. on it. Yeah. There will. We'll see how this goes. Maybe this is good enough free marketing this for is Fanta. The start. Hit us up. Hit us up. <laughs> at nonsense underscore Steve. That's right. That's right. We work. Uh, we're cheap. gonna we're you'll, gonna tweet at Fanta with that clip. We work cheap, okay? Yep. Like you'll you'll love us. We're we're real easy to deal with because we have no <laughs> leverage. So it's beautiful. It's you tell us what to do, we'll do it. You just want ask wear- our friends at Underdog. And while you're there, use promo code nonsense. You want me dressed up like one of the Fantanas? I can make that happen for you. <laughs> Don't I don't know. Uh, as long as you're willing to pay for people's therapy afterwards, then I got I got no problem with it. Excellent. Well, what do we what do we have on the docket today, Neil? It's week one. There's this is always an interesting show with week right. one. Mostly interesting in the sense that, well, we've done 33 effective shows yeah. <laughs> prepping people for week one. So how much more prepping can we really do, especially now that you've already drafted? Right. So what we typically do here is we do a little bit of cleanup, and then we do a little bit of kind of taking people around the horn with the website to explain this is what you can enjoy, you, what you'll be enjoying with us for the remainder of the season. So, to that end, let's let's go through the relevant news and notes here. Uh, that's usually what people are here for, right? Let's <laughs> let's let's give it. Let's give the people what they want. What the nonsense, Neil? They're here for the nonsense. Well, that's, that's it's in the name. It is, it, it is that, but we, I can't talk to you about WWE wrestling for, you can try. That's a, I, no, I can't. You, you really right, need we'll to, get, sub, we'll get a whole you need side to sub me out. Team. You need to sub me out with knee Wallace, Bruce, and got to tag you several out. other people. Yeah. Tag you out. See, you see again, right not qualified. <laughs> I, to, I, I told you not qualified. It's, but the, uh, as far as relevant news and notes, there are actually a few things that we did that have happened since we did the wrap up live stream and podcast that I would hope most people would have listened to by now. So there's just a handful of things that we need to clean up and we'll start in Baltimore. This has been an interesting saga. <laughs> yeah. And it is a saga at this point. The complete unraveling and remaking, well, remaking <laughs> of the Ravens running back room because yeah. We referenced J.K. Dobbins. Everybody at this point knows what happened there. Uh, in order to clean that up, they've had to scramble around a little bit. And it got even more complicated when then it seemed like we had this worked out. It was going to be Gus Edwards and Justice Hill with a little bit of Tyson Williams getting mixed in there. Three-headed monster, realistically. Well, going to be Tyson Williams with Justice Hill getting mixed in there. As right. The teams okay. Either way, that's mm-hmm. all on the trash can. You just take yeah. that, all that, and just throw it away. Because yeah. what then happened was Justice Hill tore his Achilles in practice, and then today was actually officially cut. Right. Prior to him being officially cut, the Ravens had to do something because 
and this is a common thing that you and I've been talking about with the site and just with people in general on Twitter, the, the group of people that seems to think Gus Edwards is now going to be a three down back. Right. I don't know how that analysis could possibly jive with the actual behavior of the Ravens, yep. which was this after justice Hill tore his Achilles before he was cut, they had a workout brought in a whole bunch of people. Le'Veon Bell, Devonta Freeman, amongst others. They had several people. Todd Gurley a couple of Todd times. Todd Gurley a couple of times. They've worked out any of the aging veterans that are still on the market that you can think of. And what they elected to do, which I found to be pretty comical, was they signed Le'Veon Bell. Yep. Which makes a lot of sense, actually, if you're the Ravens and if you're Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon yep. Bell wants to win. The Ravens are desperate. Yeah. He wants so, to win and he wants to stick it to Pittsburgh. Yes. Oh, it checks a lot of boxes. Right. And the Ravens also ticks the box. We're desperate. We need we need yeah. a body. So despite the fact that Le'Veon Bell has flatly been terrible for the last few years, that's the guy they went with to back up Gus Edwards effectively. Weirdly, they signed Le'Veon Bell to the practice squad. And we'll get into that in just a moment. So they signed Le'Veon Bell to the practice squad and then effectively cut Justice Hill. And what you and I have been discussing as well is, well, Le'Veon Bell's not playing special teams. Right. That's not happening. Right. So in order to in, in order to make this make sense, you needed a special teamer because Justice Hill used to play special teams. Yep. So you're replacing a depth running back and a special teamer. Enter today, Trenton Cannon, longtime special teamer, not really much in the way of like a traditional running back, but he plays special teams, which is right. why he is now in Baltimore. So in addition to that, Le'Veon Bell had to go onto the practice squad because they had to get Trenton Cannon onto the roster. And now there will be a roster move in the next day or so likely to elevate Le'Veon Bell from the practice squad to the 53. That's not guaranteed to happen, but I'm just reading tea leaves. Right. So that's also, uh, we do have a question from the audience from uh, from one Jack Kavanaugh. Should I start Cannon or Bell in my flex this week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that man. is the question that is isn't the it question. That's that the is the question right there it's on everybody <laughs> it's on everybody's question lips. on everybody's mind everybody Look, we, needs we've to know. seen multiple times uh running backs sign off the street and immediately have fantasy impact oh yeah and this is definitely not one of those cases. So <laughs> this is a steer clear situation um no, we, uh, we talked about this in the chat yesterday. And again, if you want to come join us in the chat and have these discussions with us, $1 on the Patreon. $1. Come on in. $1. What a bargain. Come hang out with us. We've had new people join today even. We did. So we're we excited. Did. Come but, talk to Jack. You can get that sass yeah, directly exactly. from him. Like, exactly. It's yeah. better to get the sass one-on-one. -on -one. But no, sitting here today, Le'Veon Bell still on the practice squad, technically. Eventually, I believe he makes the 53, but he needs to get into shape. Gus Edwards, as we talked about, was never going to be a bell cow. That was never going to happen. Even last year, uh, Jack brought up the exact numbers in the chat yesterday, but from the time that they were healthy slash Mark Ingram was effectively done, J.K. Dobbins had almost 50% of the snaps. Yep. Gus Edwards had about 40% of the snaps, and then the other 10 was Ingram and Justice Hill. Yeah. So now this season, that was a basically what it was going to be. It was going to be 50-40 and the 10% going to Justice Hill. But then Hill all of a sudden loses his job to Williams. So he leapfrogs him into that third role. Dobbins gets hurt. And I could definitely see Gus Edwards elevating up to that 50% mark. 
but he was never going to go above half the snaps. Like that wasn't even going to happen for JK Dobbins. You can't possibly believe that would happen for Gus Edwards. So Edwards is the best back they have left, but they love Tyson Williams. He's going to get onto the field at some point. And now that they've signed Le'Veon Bell, he's also going to work into the mix. I think it's going to be closer to about 50% for Gus, 35-ish for Le'Veon once he's up to speed. And then 15% somewhere in there for Tyson Williams, who I still think is probably the best pass catching back of the three of them. Yeah, sure. He's just, he has a limited ceiling now because with Bell there and Edwards, he's never going to get the goal line work. He's definitely going to be involved in special teams, but he's not going to have a major role uh, like he might've had before. Right, right. So as far as I'm concerned, I like, I like you kind of, te- you kind of said it, just avoid all of this. Yeah. Like if you could get Gus Edwards at a reasonable value in your draft, okay. But you, but because there's too many people, there's no such of, thing as reasonable right now. That's, that's the problem. problem is yeah. that there's that's not happening. So right. realistically, I'm just avoiding this entire mess. Yeah, I want no part of it. I, I've been very vocal on how I feel about Le'Veon Bell and other stops along his way, and I washed is not analysis as we've talked right. about for a long time. But it's a, it's a guy who's been ineffective. Yep. In Kansas City and in New York. And you can blame the New York stuff on Adam Gase if you want. And I do want. And I do <laughs> in reality. But that doesn't excuse the Kansas City stuff and the fact that, frankly, just at the amount of miles that are on his body and the amount of time off he's had and just all of it, I, there's no possible way that you could convince me. You would have to pay me fab dollars to yeah. roster Le'Veon Bell. Not well, and the that's the thing, around. too. Like, you also have to keep in mind. Remember, he sat out all of 2018 in that contract dispute, and then he signed with New York in a system that is not running back friendly on a team that was not good, and he was hurt most of the year with Adam Gase. So he played like garbage. It is what it is. Not surprising. Then he came back in 2020, and remember, he was jacked. He's back. Top 10 season. Look at that six-pack, because that always matters so much. And then... He fizzled out. He got cut midseason. He goes to Kansas City, where he's the number two back to CEH. And even when CEH gets hurt, he doesn't have a full workload. Can't even outplay Daryl Williams. Exactly. So he will get mixed in some. He will continue to have a – he'll have value. He'll be a bi-week fill-in at some point this year. Injuries will catch up to people at some point. You'll read about him on the waiver wire at some point, probably, especially given how this has just been going for the Ravens at this point. Like, they can't keep anybody healthy, and I know that that's just bad luck. It's just – but it it is what it is. But, um, again, he's 29 going on 30 right now. So it's that's just where he is in his career. It's use a golf analogy. He has teed off on the 18th hole of his career (laughs) is where he is right now. Not even the back nine. He's already at 18. No, he's on 18. He's, he's in the rough. He's teed off. He's in the rough, Mm -hmm. but he's got, he's got a couple shots left. He can, he can still salvage it. If he can just get on the green in two. Yep. But he's in the rough. And I don't know if this is going to be, he doesn't have a good lie. He's really going to have to strike through this one, like really aggressively. I don't know. There's a lot of room for error. I love here. how deep you've gone in on this. I, I've got so many of those. I can do that all day. Again, you want to talk about things I do know. It's not WWE wrestling. I can talk to you about golf analogies all you want. All right. That's fair. But just so I'm avoiding all of this, and it sounds like you are too. Yeah. Don't be the person in your league who rosters Le'Veon Bell, who ran to the waiver wire last night. Oh, I had to get him. 
let's let's talk about let's let's pivot out of this too, by the way, and let's yeah. use that as a segue to talk about something that you might actually want to run to your waiver wire and go deal with. So let's whip around and let's move back. Let's move out of Baltimore and let's go to New Orleans. So same general topic, actually. But we teased this a couple times. We actually talked about it on the Saints show in the preseason. Yeah. We talked about it again in the wrap-up show. You can read about it on Fantasy Pros. They've also been very involved in this conversation. There's a number of people, like Kyle Yates directly, has been talking yeah. about this. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people that have been talking about this, and it finally happened about two days ago. The Saints asked Latavius Murray to take a pay cut. I think it was part of that Bradley Roby deal. Right. And then he said, no, I'm not doing that. And they said, okay, bye. So, so the vacant sign. You know what, too? People have forgotten because it was so long ago now. But remember, when we started this whole offseason, the Saints were like negative $80 million or something like that. God, that feels like two lifetimes ago. Cap. But yes, that did happen. And we were talking about how Latavius Murray might be a cap casualty just for the plain and simple fact he was making too much money yeah. and too old at that point. Somehow they worked the contracts and roster enough that they were able to keep him around right. for the entire offseason. And as a reward for that, he got outplayed by Tony Jones right. all summer. Former practice squad yeah. member with three total NFL carries. Yeah. Tony Effectively Jones, lost his job. And then it was between him and Devonta Freeman as the third man on the roster. And Freeman actually uh, was the one that got cut. And we were and talking about pushed him every step of the way too from all the yeah we were talking about you know the the roster bubble and would he be able to uh, actually make the team or not he did make the team but I said there is a strong possibility he makes the team but he then gets cut because somebody comes available that they want that he does make the roster initially but it doesn't stay that way by the time we get to the regular season and sure enough here we are. And well, again, they want amazing. another corner. I mean, and, it makes sense. Yeah, like, sure. You needed a and corner. what's amazing to me is all the time we spent talking about like the running back room here <laughs> and how Tony Jones has leapfrogged him. And it was a battle between Freeman and Murray on the roster bubble. And the one guy who seemingly has there is getting no press. No one's talking about. And yet his job has never been in question is Dwayne Washington. Right. Just very quietly sitting there as the third guy right now. So I don't know. What can I say? I've been a fan of Dwayne Washington at other points in his career because he's very quiet, but he's pretty solid, real, real life NFL player. So, and he makes a lot less money than what Latavius Murray was going to make. So this just makes sense. And it's funny because for my map, for my money, I was actually, there's a lot of people who were saying, okay, well, you got to pick up Tony Jones when Latavius Murray was still on the team, they were yes. saying, you got to pick up Tony Jones, do it at the end of your draft. We've recommended that in the past. I'll be honest with you. It, it just depends on your league, right? Cause he'd be yep. your fifth or sixth running back. Yep. So realistically it's like, okay, there's a scenario where you don't need Tony Jones. Right. Yeah. And it, for me, it was like, well, if look, if they're going to have Washington and Murray and Tony Jones, why do I care? Because yeah. by the time that Camara, something was to happen to Camara, it's going to be a platoon with those three guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's better choices. Yeah. There's better choices. So I'm curious now that one of the pieces has been removed from the equation. Do you, do you view Tony Jones as going directly into the Latavius Murray role? Or do you just cross off the Latavius Murray projection and write Tony Jones on it? So what was so appealing about Latavius Murray before 
was the fact that whenever Alvin Kamara missed time or got hurt, like Latavius Murray, we've talked about several times, had a role anyway. Oh, for he years. Was, he was for, still this is getting, not a recent thing. That's like three years running. Yeah, he was still that. getting 30 to 40% of the snaps. Yeah. Even when Alvin Kamara was healthy. But when Kamara was out, Murray was getting basically the whole job. Right. And whoever the number three guy was never even saw the field. Yeah. So that's what was so appealing about Latavius Murray. Now I believe if Kamara were to get hurt this season, yes, Tony Jones would be the obvious pass catching back. I think that he has enough upper body strength and his legs are strong enough that he could be the goal line back as well. But he is a younger guy. He's not as big. He's 23 for the record. Yes. From Notre Dame. So you could, it's, it is theoretically possible that Dwayne Washington gets mixed in and it's kind of a committee. He's not going to have the whole job. And I think if Kamara's out for an extended period of time, they probably sign somebody cheap just to make sure they have an extra body. Yeah, they might do that, especially but if he was going to miss extended I, time. Again, what made Murray a top 40 guy is he was he had weekly flex appeal anyway. Right, with Kamara playing. With Kamara playing. Yeah. And then with Kamara out, he became a top 10 back. Right now, Tony Jones does not have flex appeal on a weekly basis. No. But he is the handcuff, and I do believe that if Kamara were to get hurt in PPR leagues, Tony Jones would easily be a flex option, if not a back-end RB2. I, I'd say, yeah, if Kamara got hurt, he'd be in the 30s for me mm-hmm. pretty regularly. So, yes, he'd be a he'd be a flex-level running back. And yeah. he would have a certain amount of appeal in the sense that he is only 23, and yes. they are high on him. Right. So if he doesn't spit the bit, he could – turn into a Latavius Murray light type of thing. And then, well, and, that's, so- and that's the thing too. Like we talked about that role that Latavius Murray had. It's because whenever they've given Alvin Kamara extended snaps, he's found something, his way onto the injury report. Something so, typically happens. Something yeah. always pings. So they realistically are going to give Tony Jones some kind of role. Yeah. He's going to have carries. He's going to have snaps. We're going to get to see what he can do in the offense. And I feel like he's going to be one of those guys that if he's not already picked up in your league, then by week two, three, four, he's going to be one of those guys that people are saying, wow, running back is thin. This is a nice lottery ticket to have. And in a lot of leagues, you can have him for free right now. Yeah. You can this pick is, him up for the uh, last guy on your bench. That's what I was going to say. So let's play, let's play a little game real quick here. And let's, and, and if Jack is still listening, feel free to type <laughs> at us real quick. Cause I'd be interested in your opinion as well. Uh, Jack has Ooh. enough shows on this channel. All right. He doesn't. I, well, <laughs> he doesn't I mean, he's a hardworking guy. Like, <laughs> but, and, uh, but here's the thing. Let's figure out who you would cut at running back. Let's say you had to cut a running back. Yeah. Who would you cut to be willing to pick up Tony Jones Jr.? Okay. Let's whip it around real quick and let's see how far, let's see how high we, we have to go before you would say, no, I would rather have the other guy. And then we can, we can do some nuance on that based on the idea that are in this hypothetical, are you the person who rosters Alvin Kamara yeah. or are you not the person who rosters Alvin Kamara? Sure. So let's start with something that's, that I think should be kind of like a baseline, right? Come on, fantasy pros. You can do it. There it goes. Uh, well, okay. Uh, Alexander Madison. I would rather have... I think I'd rather have Alexander Madison. Okay. 
Uh, Real close, though. I know. That's why I'm starting here. Uh, and I'm also picking names that I know that you're not going to immediately dismiss out of hand. Yeah. Because I could say Sony Michelle, and I already know the answer to that question. Right. For the listening audience, the answer is never Sony Michelle. Never Sony Michelle. So, uh, Kenny Gainwell. Mm, I'd rather have. I'd rather have Tony Jones, I think. Okay. Uh, and so I'm. Let's go back up then, because you I, you went down. So let's go up. Uh, Philip Lindsay. Uh, I'd definitely rather have Tony Jones. Okay. Uh, see, I just can't a, just can't as good of a player. Can't ask you questions about the Texans though. <laughs> well, it's, it's so Tony Jones again, and we're because we're talking PPR. Yes, so, we are talking PPR. Pass catching back, which Philip Lindsay is not. And yeah. he's on a roster where there's five running backs right now. Right, 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 right. And now Danny Amendola, who they just signed, which is just baffling. Right, I have no reason. idea what they're doing. It doesn't make any sense. Carlos Hyde. Um, yep, still rather Tony Jones. Yeah, I know how much you hate Carlos Hyde. I almost debated. And it's not even hating Carlos Hyde. He's the number two there if something happens to Robinson. And he's going to have a role. So right, he does right. have value. But again, the lottery ticket aspect of Tony Jones. Sure. I think he's got bigger sure. upside than Carlos Hyde does. Hide uh, from the floor for sure. Savan Ahmed. Uh, yeah, that's Tony Jones. I think Ahmed is probably the three now behind Malcolm Brown. Probably. And I know how much you hate Rashad Penny, so I won't even waste your time asking you that question. Yeah, I don't um, think he's the backup there. And then, uh, all right. Well, how about Giovanni Bernard? Uh, again, there's just so many mouths to feed in that backfield. I'd rather have Tony Jones. Okay. See, that one I think is closer because I know that there's three guys that you're trying to juggle between, but Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard is also an interesting lottery ticket to me personally, because mm-hmm. frankly, I think one of the three guys is terrible. Right. So it's like Giovanni Bernard is not terrible. We've right. seen that for years. So to me, that one, I've agreed with all of these so far, except for maybe that one, that one's the one that I'm like, it's right there. It's, it depends on your team. So let me ask you this. And this this gets a little weird because it depends on who your running back room is, right? How your running back room actually works. Would your answers change to any of those if you had Alvin Kamara versus if you okay. don't have Alvin? If Kamara? I rostered Alvin Kamara, correct? Uh, no. If I if I was rostering Alvin Kamara, I would really, I would want to have Tony Jones to solidify that room, just because, so you don't have to pay for it later. Yes. More than likely, yeah. yeah. Just, spend fab dollars on this now to avoid right. having to spend way more. And fab that's the dollars. thing is like, we're not even talking about draft right now. Realistically, Tony Jones is your sixth, fifth, fifth at most sixth. running back um, on the back end of your roster. He's not someone you're counting on on a weekly basis. He's a lottery ticket. But based the, on that, it's the same thing as rostering uh, Alexander Madison. If you don't have, Dalvin Cook. He doesn't do anything for you at all unless Dalvin Cook is hurt. And to me, I think there's a possibility that Tony Jones has a pass catching PPR role that puts him in the 40 to 50 range every week at running back just being there. Well, I updated my rankings for week one actually yesterday Mm -hmm. and uh, or was it Monday? I don't know. They, all the days blend together and with Labor Day, I don't know what day Who it is. Knows, so basically, earlier this week, I updated my rankings. I have I have Tony Jones at RB50, mm-hmm. a guy who's taken three snaps in the NFL in a meaningless yeah. Week 17 game yep. because we don't know. And what's funny is I have him right next to Alexander Madison, 
for that reason, where it's like yeah. on a weekly basis, you're not evaluating starting. Some of those guys I rattled off are higher in my rankings because they're going to play. Yeah. And we, and Tony Jones is going to play. He'll be out there at some point during that game. Same Alexander Madison will probably get a couple carries too, but you're, you're not counting on any of that. So right. you're talking about your fifth or sixth running back here, as we've discussed. It just depends on who you want for your fifth or sixth running back and how your team actually functions. Yep. So that's the advice. I think we would both agree. He is certainly a waiver claim. Yeah, he, he realistically should be owned. I don't know about in all leagues, but in the majority, he's owned at about 8% of leagues as we right. record this. Yeah. Because this only happened two days ago. Yeah. If you've got the space, you should be rostering. Tony Jones. Yeah, if you've sure. got if you've again, got the cash, there, there's the a back end space on your roster. Again, a lot of people overlook the fact too. Like, if you got somebody like a uh, a Rashad Bateman, or uh, I'm trying to think of another one off the top. I always think of Rashad Bateman, but just uh, somebody who's uh, uh, like T. Y. Hilton. How's the tattoo coming? Uh, it's slow, mm. slow but worth mm. it. Expensive, I'm guessing. Yes. Well, the uh, whole back piece. The whole back, yeah. The whole back piece is really yep. expensive. Yeah. Uh, him just making a one-handed catch over Hollywood Brown. Well, he's got but, the little, uh, he's got the halo. Like, yeah, exactly. That, it's, that's color. Like, it's yep. it's really expensive. Uh, no, just like Bateman, T.Y. Hilton. Um, Travis Etienne, if you drafted early. and Yeah, because uh, even then in redraft, you can cut Travis Etienne. I'm just thinking yeah, of guys that are like, draft, yes. uh, or My Michael Thomas, guys yeah, you can put yeah, yeah. into an IR slot right now, open up a roster space and pick up Tony Jones. Because yeah. if he's nothing by week six and you need the space, you it's can cut of, it. That's the nice thing about this is it doesn't cost you much yeah. or it shouldn't. It shouldn't so, cost you anything really. So just pick him up. And then if this fizzles out by week five or six, you'll know by yeah. then and just cut it and it's fine. You've wasted nothing. Yeah. But there is a, an upper ceiling though of this where I would yeah. not want, like for example, cause really if, there's two scenarios. Either if you're the Kamara uh, guy, who's got Kamara in your league, if you, if you're rostering Kamara and he gets hurt, right mm -hmm. for Tony Jones, that's your handcuff. So theoretically, if you don't have anything else on your team, you're playing Tony Jones. Mm -hmm. If you don't have Kamara rostered, and he gets hurt. All of a sudden, Tony Jones is like your third or fourth best running back. He's a flex who, consideration for you. Yeah. He's a flex consideration, but the Kamara guy is probably panicking. And there oh, are probably. other people in the league that will also be willing to trade for that off of you. So again, I think your worst case here is if something happens to Kamara, you've got a decent trade piece, even if you don't need him. Right. Right. It's always worth it to take the upside, which is, and, and that's the As other thing about to guys you mentioned, like Carlos Hyde or Savan Ahmed that have a limited ceiling, oh, but a right. decent floor. And that's well, here's the thing. If we want to see how far up the list we can, we can go we, before you not want to do it. I mean, mm -hmm. I think I hit a couple there uh, where it's like Tony Pollard. Would you cut Tony Pollard to roster? No, to because roster? Pollard yeah, has a either. role and he again has top 10 upside if something happens to Zeke. Uh, like I wouldn't cut AJ Dillon either to do this. I don't think that's a close one. Actually, that's really close. That's uh, yeah, I think it's there. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it gets into that type of thing where it's like, you got to go, you got to go up to the, my, my greater point is while he's ranked in the forties or the yeah. like at 50, roughly, you got to go all the way to the top of the forties before you start finding guys 
that realistically that you'd rather you can, have. Yeah. Right. So it's like mm, the ranking's a little not helpful in that mm-hmm. regard because you're trying to rank. We're trying to rank something we've never seen. Yeah. That's always problematic. So what what that does is it just creates this weird vacuum. Greater point is. If you've got any kind of roster spot, this should likely be the number one waiver claim preseason final preseason waivers. This is probably it. This is probably the number one waiver claim in your league. And if you've got the space in any capacity or if you're thin at running back, which is 80% of people in your league, probably you might, you want to, you want to pick this up because worst case scenario, it costs you nothing. Or if you're playing in fab, it costs you a dollar or $5 or 10, whatever. And then if it fails by week six, just cut it and just move on. Like it's not, it's not that big of a deal. You're not passing on much. So that's really the, the big news. And then we wish Latavius Murray. Well, I'm sure he'll latch on somewhere. Yep. Uh, he's only, he's not done at this point. I don't believe. So he'll find himself a new home. He had the best statistical season of his career last year. Yeah. And so. it's just, he'll, he'll find a home. He's just There's, 31. That's the problem. Exactly. And the league is always looking for quality running back. If he's got anything left in the tank and he, I don't think he's just yeah. going to go flaming off a cliff. I so. still believe he'd be the RB two uh, for the Rams. Yeah. Over Sony Michelle right. day one. I, I think if, and what we're going to talk about next, I think if something were seriously wrong with Austin Eckler, then Latavius Murray all of a sudden becomes the best back there. No offense to Justin Jackson. Yeah, some offense. <laughs> Lot okay, hundred percent offense to Justin Jackson. Oh, I was going to say, actually, it's some offense to Justin Jackson. That's why I was, it's not no offense; it's some offense. But it's mm-hmm. all the offense at Josh Kelly. I mean, we've all seen Josh that, Kelly, and it has not been good so all far. All the offense directly right there. So here's here, last thing on the Saints. By the way, we did mention this about a week ago, and it has come to pass. Uh, weird, weirdly, I got to stop saying that we don't do kicker advice. Cause we do a weird amount of kicker <laughs> advice this season. I find you're and welcome so, America. Right. Last and thing Canada. in Canada and Canada, last coming thing soon in to Mexico <laughs> coming, coming sooner to the UK, I think than that. Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, here's Germany. the thing, Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, will Lutz officially did hit the IR before yeah. we leave new Orleans. So we warned you about that a week ago that perennial fantasy kicker will Lutz Yes. Like top three kicker every year. He's going to miss at least four games given the new IR rule. I think it might be a little bit longer than that given what's actually wrong with yeah. him. Don't want to spend too much time on this. But if you weren't paying attention and rostered Will Lutz, go cut Will Lutz right now. He's not, you yeah. don't need, there's no point. Or if you really him. want Saints kicker for some reason, it's Alja Krosos. Right. Go. And which, and we've seen that before. It's rarely, it's rarely worth it. So it's not, it is what it is. So last thing on the Saints there. And then we'll, we will dovetail into the last, the last, the last thing that we have here today to talk about is, and this is more or less breaking news. It's about an, a couple hours old at this point, but Austin Eckler misses practice today. They several hours later announced that it was due to a hamstring. Mm-hmm. He was in pads. He was at the facility. He was just not practicing during the yeah, open. He was portion working out on the sidelines with the trainers. with the training staff. Mm-hmm. So. I've seen every manner of reaction to this as far as instant reaction from, oh my God, panic, 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 poop my pants, the sky is falling, my life is over, I want to just throw myself into traffic, to, okay, he, there, it's not even, it, he's always got something like this, yeah. and he, they manage it every year until right. it finally goes ping, and that's just the real, the, I find that this is the difference in analysis from the people who've actually rostered Austin Eckler in the past, and people who have never rostered Austin Eckler <laughs> in the past. Well, and so, that it's a perfect storm too, right? This is the same 
individuals and group of people that were talking about how this season Tim Tebow was going to be a top 10 tight end. Like it's just, we're at a point still in the year when you're looking at a a need for news, a need for something to talk about. This is literally the first injury report of the season. I'm I'm not freaking out about Austin Eckler popping up on the list. It does missing one day of practice. It matters on Friday. It yeah. matters if he's not going through the team drills and walkthroughs at the end of the week. Wednesday is typically the veteran off day anyway. Yes. So I mean, normally when we have our podcast, we're not even talking about veterans missing practice because it doesn't matter. No, we're only talking <laughs> about this here for two reasons. One because it's a top, it's a top ten running back that right. popped up on the injury report, so we'll mention it. Uh, and two, it's mostly just to talk about our Friday show with Jack Cavanaugh, with at that FF nerd Jason Draven, and with Jordan McDonald. So that show is returning to video form this time, though, Steve. That's right, video form. Yeah, just like this, it'll be live. So you can check in with those guys and get your start sit questions answered immediately. So longtime followers of the site will know that that Friday show is our start sit show. So that is what we're doing. We have those three gentlemen. They're going to be on doing a live stream, breaking, answering questions and breaking down just their opinions on who you should start and who you should sit for this week. So tune into that on Friday because I'm sure they will do a deep dive onto Austin Eckler, especially considering that one of those people on that show is that FF nerd, right. longtime Chargers fan who cannot possibly not be talking about this. Right. So that's going to happen, folks. But check that show out. Support them. They do great work for us. We love having them with the site. And they it's a, it's a great way to start your weekend. Get all yep. the latest news and notes. Get, all, get your lineup set as best you can. And uh, again, for $1, you can join our Discord. And you can ask those folks your question directly. Yeah. So if you can't get your question on the show, pay a dollar. If it matters, <laughs> exactly. pay a dollar and then cancel it. I don't care. Right. Pay Just a dollar, come, come ask your question, start cancel yeah. it. It's a dollar. How bad do you want that question answered? One dollar right. is not that high right. of a price to pay. Yep. So check out that Friday show. And with that, that's really that's really all we have as far as like relevant news and notes. I'm just I'm excited for football to start tomorrow. Yeah. So that's just a general aside. I mean, so the main thing here is with week one strategies, uh, you've got start your studs, which is always the obvious one, right? Sure. Uh, sure. If you were in one of those leagues we talked about where you drafted early, uh, you could find yourself in a situation where in the you know 11th, 12th round, you got Daryl Henderson. Sure. Right. And you didn't have acres. So now you've got an abundance of running back. Uh, maybe you're looking to make a trade. You could certainly do that. Or if you're going to roster all the guys, which is what I would do, especially at the beginning of the season, yeah, hold wait. on to that depth. Um, Don't make any trades speaking, until week four. We'll talk about this all right. season long. Don't make any trades until week four unless you absolutely have to. You could walk into a situation as well where I was looking at the the rosters, for example, in one of our, in uh, actually in a handful of our leagues at this point because of how far they both fell in ADP but I have rostered both Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So they're two guys that I have really highly ranked at quarterback. And this week specifically, like for my overall rankings, my start your studs advice would be play Dak. But for this week specifically, Dak is playing 
Thursday night on the road against Tampa Bay, and Jalen Hurts is playing the Falcons defense. So I would I would slightly hedge playing Hurts over Dak Prescott. I don't think that's a controversial take, but some believe that it may be. It is what it is. But is yeah. your are your diamond shoes just so tight? No, yeah, over my there? TR doesn't fit either. Like but, it's but, just so hard. But I'm saying if you're in a scenario like that, I've seen some too with uh, like Justin Herbert and Ryan Tannehill. Oh if, yeah. If you happen to have both of those rostered at the same time, they're really close. You play the matchups a little bit. But in those scenarios, you can't really choose wrong. So just go with whatever you're comfortable with. Right. Right. Uh, but specifically to my my example earlier, when you have maybe an abundance of uh, running back, or maybe you got somebody like Marquez Callaway at the very end of your draft in the early yeah. offseason, and then now he's popped up and he's the number one guy in New Orleans. In PPR, you always want to use your flex positions on wide receiver. We overall we agree on that. Typically, yeah. Yeah, depending you on would, the scenario. You would, I was going to say you would need to have one hell of a running back. It's theoretically right. possible, but yeah. If it's, old, and then if not. it's close and you have the you know your the rosters built appropriately in half PPR you would typically want to use a running back and yeah. obviously in standard you want to use all your flex oh, yeah. spots on running back oh, yeah. if you can but again as we continue to say it's full point half point and then no point there's no point in playing standard don't play standard no, just, let standard let standard evolve. die yes, let standard please. die let it go like it's the worst and it's yeah. it's i don't even like having to like adjust my rankings for it it's a <laughs> nightmare it's and that's and now that's my 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 own personal i'll get down off my soapbox there you go but really but, that's it it's just if you have an abundance half ppr you want to have more running backs full ppr you'd want to have more wide receivers but it all depends on your roster build and start your studs you don't want to get too cute don't play weather don't play no, matchups no. based on what the defenses did last season we don't know it's still, yeah. it's early. It's week one. Oh, and you see a lot of that so far yeah. because I'm seeing a lot of the Chargers defense should have a great week because they're playing Washington. And I'm like, that ain't your mama's Washington team mm -hmm. from last year. That's not the same analysis. You can't just sit here and tell me. Well, and it's the same on the other end too. Like, mm -hmm. oh, play all your Washington players because they're going to be chasing points against a bad Chargers oh, defense. Right. Well, the Chargers defense is healthy again. So. Right. We'll so in reality, it's that. like, look, you can you can you can try and hedge that however you want, but I'm not yeah. nearly as bullish on the Chargers defense this week than a lot of other folks are. Right. Whereas if you're looking for weird streaming defense stuff, I mean yep. the Panthers are playing the Jets this week, sure. and I don't know how you could really go wrong with either. There should be so many turnovers in both for both teams in that. You got Sam Darnold's first start. <laughs> well, no, that reminds me a lot of uh when Sam Darnold actually started in his first career game against the lions. Oh yeah. And it was like, Oh yeah, this, it's jets lions. This is a stream either defense. You can't go wrong. Yeah, you and, can't it was go like, wrong. and it was like 45 to 40 <laughs> or something. That is the risk you run. Yeah. That is the, the defense is just here. so bad. Well then why not take, maybe take a shot at Miami's defense playing against sure. new England. Like, like that it, yeah. who knows? Like, but it's, it's tough to try and stream defenses in week one. You right. know what I mean? Like it's, it's always a challenge to try and do that. So it's, but yeah, start your studs is usually the right advice. Yep. Play a wide receiver and your play. It's the planning, easiest week one advice. Yeah. Yes. And if you're playing in a PPR league, I agree with you. You, you want to start a wide receiver more often than not. Yep. And you should probably have the depth to accommodate 
that type of thing. Cause if you draft it appropriately, you'll have several wide receivers to pick from depending on how many you start. And then, uh, as I referenced before, uh, don't go and just make a buttload of trades early in the season. That's a great way to run your team. Uh, especially if you're even remotely happy with the team that you drafted. Right. I, I, I read all our trade content for the most part. I write just about all of our trade content. And I always tell people every year I have this PSA. You really don't want to do any trades until week four, unless it is the most lopsided. Somebody's brain fell out of their head and they're offering you something that they really shouldn't be. I'm not saying like, don't take a gift. If somebody's going to give it to you, <laughs> right. like take a gift. If somebody's going to give you a gift, Yep. but if, if you're, if it's a reasonable trade and you're looking at it and you're, and you're, and you're on the fence, I tend to go conservative for the first four weeks because we don't know. Yep. And you really could be kicking yourself in week four or five when you traded for like Tyler Lockett and you gave up and you gave up something nice to do it. And suddenly Tyler Lockett has put up four fives and you're sitting there like, why did I do this? Cause you, you just, it's not a good idea. Wait yeah. until week four, if you can, because frankly, by then you'll know what your team is. If you're one in three at that point and you want to blow it up and go make a ton of trades to try something different. Oh, by all means, you might as well. Mm-hmm. Cause you're already that far down the rabbit hole, but you'll never know what would have been until you actually get there. Cause if you're four and oh, then you're not going to want to trade mm-hmm. any of this. Yeah. 100%. So those are usually the easy PSAs. Yes. So let's go through what to expect from important nonsense this season, Neil. Uh, just as we do at the beginning of the season, typically just talk about what we have coming up on on our roster. Go uh, around the horn here. From us. First of all, first and foremost, most importantly, very critical. It is the pinned tweet on my Twitter, at Nonsense underscore Steve. You can also find it if you're following us at Nonsense FF. You can find it in our announcements tab on the discord if you join the discord through the patreon but this right here (laughs) the important nonsense championship for the 2021 season we have a draft kings league happening this year so i will be setting up here in the next i believe 48 hours our first two contests for that there is a free contest and a five dollar paid contest every week you can enter the paid one or the free one or both if you don't want to pay money, don't pay money. It doesn't matter. Yeah, if you're fine. in a state where you can't pay money, that's... then obviously don't pay the money. You can play still. Just sign up, join the league. If you are the top scoring player overall, you win the important nonsense championship. It is your belt and your bragging rights. If you are the top scoring fan, even if a staff member wins the belt, if you're the top scoring fan, you win a, a shot right here to talk to me and Neil on the Important Nonsense podcast and right. you win a free subscription to the website for the 2022 season. So you can win money every week if you're playing $5 contest or you can overall for the season in points win a free subscription. You could win the spot on the show. You could win the belt. So much. And it's it's free to sign up. Well, and there's a lot of people on our staff that are playing in this mm-hmm. uh, as well. Myself, Steve, Jack, uh, Aiden, Aiden, Jordan, Mr. DraftKings. Yeah. yeah, Aiden, Mr. DraftKings, aka Angry Aiden, the guy who right. edits our, di- our our DFS content. Yep. Uh, feel free to just rub it in his face if you can show <laughs> up and beat him, because that that would be that belt will taste even sweeter. Yeah, knowing that you knock down a guy who is, and this is not 
this is not even an opinion of mine. It's just a stone cold fact. A very talented daily fantasy player who knows <laughs> yeah. a lot about this. Exactly. You could really rub it in his face if yeah. you were to take that belt from him because he's the ringer in this whole arrangement as far as I'm concerned. So that, that guy has a distinct advantage. That is first and foremost. Uh, number two, uh, let's start off with our actual schedule. So Sunday's on. This Sunday morning, we will have our first uh, – lineups for both DraftKings and FanDuels. Those are coming out yep. on Sunday mornings now, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. So if you want to, no matter which platform you're playing on, you can play the lineup that we suggest for you from Tyler Reed, Mitchell Winters. They'll have that ready for you. Then, of course, you have football all day. In the evening, we have our waiver column. We are the first in the industry to have our waivers up. So if you're looking for those ads that you Were you at ESPN? <laughs> Where you at? Been doing that for years. Looking for those ads that you need to have. We're the first spot that'll let you scratch that itch. Speaking of that, you've got Club Nonsense with Jack, John, and me on the Sunday show. They do a full recap of everything that happened on the uh, on the day. They also do a it's the smartest show we have. Exactly. They do a rundown of the first half of the Sunday night game since they record at uh, Sunday Night Football's halftime. But that comes out Monday mornings when they record it Sunday night. Uh, then on Mondays, we have Neeb Wallace Bruce doing an IDP recap. He tells you the defensive players that you should be looking at. Uh, Mark Baker does his stock watch players up and down on Tuesday mornings. Uh, Brady Morrison with the IDP redraft waivers. So if you're an IDP player, we have a ton of content for you this year. And it's coming out Monday through Thursday. There's something every day for you. So we're very excited about that. We might have more IDP content than just about anybody else in the industry at this point. Yeah. It's underserved market. Yeah. Uh, Matt Mercer has the dynasty waivers every Tuesday coming out. We also have the narrative breakers from Kevin Harrison on Wednesday. Uh, Ben Strauss with the IDP dynasty waivers on Wednesdays as well. And then of course it's Wednesday. You're here. It's us. You're watching this now, so I assume you know who we are. Yeah. Uh, the Important Nonsense Podcast. So we are going to be here every Wednesday night breaking down the top stories and talking to special guests on a weekly basis, like just people that we talk to on, on Twitter and throughout the industry to pick their brains and get their uh, input on what they're thinking about what's going on in the league right now and get differing opinions. You know, We don't want to be a hive mind here at Important Nonsense. We want to listen to what everybody has to say and try to understand the different perspectives. No, much like Kevin Harrison and his narrative breakers, we tend yeah. to try and try and go against the grain a mm -hmm. little bit. So two Kevin Harrison mentions in one show. <laughs> uh, then we got Thursday mornings, Mike Manning breaking down the cornerback versus wide receiver matchups on a weekly basis. That is a great tip. If you're looking for start sit advice also yep. for your, your daily like if you're looking for prop bets and you're looking for daily plays, like who has an advantage and disadvantage yep. coming in on a weekly basis. Those are great for those streaming guys and especially the bye weeks. It's going to be an extremely handy tool. Uh, you've got the rookie report with Chris Salazar and then Josh Havens doing the IDP start sit. We also have Robbie Jones talking about the waiver pickups or whatever you call it the the fab additions for your guillotine leagues yeah so he has been getting a lot of positive feedback we're really excited about him writing for guillotine uh this year so blowing up frankly 
yeah, it, it's, like, he's getting a lot of traction up. with that. It's and it, again, just like IDP, it's an underserved market. It's so, great content. Yeah, too. it's we well love written, what he's been doing. It's well so researched. Far. I love it. Like it's you can't say enough nice things about it, frankly. Uh, and then Fridays, we've got our guy Daryl McKee with our monkey knife fight. That's yeah. my that's my monkey. Yeah. That's right. In there. Uh, and then we already love mentioned you, yep, Friday night insights with Jack, John, and Jason. Triple J. It's 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 FNI with Triple J. It is. Uh huh. It is. But uh, that'll be live this year, right here on all of our. And what a better platforms. way to start your weekend than than getting yeah. that that get awesome all your start sit questions answered here. Set yep. your lineups Friday night, and just like Ron Propel said, it forget it. Yep. Uh, and then Saturday mornings, of course, daily awareness with Aiden Ware, uh, Philip White doing a similar thing with FanDuel Theory. And then Vishal with his Vegas likes and Mason Cameron with his prop bets, both of which are kind of along the lines of sports betting, what you can be doing, where you can be placing your wagers. And on that note, um, Mason, Vishal, and myself, for at least this week, we're, we're testing it out. We're, see, we're trying a couple of different <laughs> things and seeing how it works. But for at least this week, uh, tomorrow night, so at this time, roughly tomorrow, the halftime show of the Thursday night football game will be us. So come back here. We will be talking about the uh, we'll, we'll be talking about the the over unders. You don't and need the that rivals. Thursday night halftime show. That's right. That's you don't just you don't want to listen to them wax that. poetic about what happened in the first half of the game that you already watched. And Nobody's that has commercials cares. in it. Like nobody right. wants to watch commercials. So as soon as that buzzer sounds at the end of the second quarter and they break for halftime. We go live on all of our streaming platforms here, and we'll be talking to you about over-unders, and we'll be talking about rivals on Underdog. So use promo code NONSENSE on Underdog. You can sign up and play with us. You get a free $25 if you're a new subscriber. And come in here. We'll be talking about prop bets By the 15 way, minutes. to that point, I was going to say, that $25, bucks, Underdog has actually reopened their best ball mania, mm -hmm. which is conveniently a $25 entry fee. They're giving right. away $3.5 million in prizes, folks. Right. If you just put $10 on, they're giving you $25 to enter yes. that. You might as well. There's no reason not to. I entered it when they gave me my $25. Yeah. Because again, there's no downside to this. Yeah. You might win three and a and half. It's the you same might thing. Win like a when we bucks. do, when you put in the $10, you get $25. So that's $35 for you to use however you want. And with those prop bets, those over-unders, you get a percentage of whatever it is you bet in. So for example, if I were to wager $5 on my over-unders, if you set three over-unders, just three par a, a three-hit parlay, three scenarios that you need to cash, if those three things come true for your $5 wager, you win 30. Right. You're automatically making six times your money anytime you hit. And if you're betting $5 every time, you can do that seven times with right. us throughout the season right. by making one $10 deposit, even if you never hit once. But if you're taking our advice, you will. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Come to Important Nonsense to get all your degenerate sports gambling yeah, exactly. advice. We have so much of it. That's what we have about. three, four people that work full time on degenerate sports betting yeah. advice. So come check that out. But also, hey, maybe that degeneracy isn't for you for whatever mm -hmm. reason. Maybe you're just not a prop better. I get that. Maybe you're more of like, I'm a pure fantasy football player. 
I don't really want to get into the whole parlay prop bet thing. I don't understand it. And frankly, I don't have the bandwidth to want to learn or, or care. Right. You know what? I can respect that. Here's the thing. They At Underdog, they've also opened something called the Puppy. And this is a best ball draft, just like their big one for three and a half million. This is the Puppy. It's a $1 million prize pool, but it's $5 to get down. Right. So at that point, put in 10, put in 10 bucks, collect your 25, and you can just as easily, if you don't want to spend the whole 25, hell, take the 25, enter the big contest, take five of your 10 and enter the puppy. Yep. Put it, do two different ones, run it that way. And then you got five bucks left over to play with. Yeah. It's totally worth it. We love underdog. Hopefully they love us. I'd love to get, <laughs> uh, it's mutual, so it, please, uh, please. But it's, uh, but we love them. We love their website. We love what they, what they're doing and trying to build over there. And, uh, you know, who else loves underdog, by the way, Alvin Kamara mm-hmm. just signed with them as their new primary. I don't want to call them their new primary sponsor. I almost did, but he's, he's, he's now sponsored by underdog. So, Hey, if it's good enough for Alvin Kamara, it's good enough for me. All right. Exactly. It's that simple. That's the new tagline. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's been the tagline for my actual fantasy team, Steve, for the last like five years. (laughs) That's everything that we have coming up on the, on the website this year. And again, the biggest things that are the most time, that's what you can look forward to, but the most time sensitive things you're running out of time to do that $10 deposit and get 25. That's going to go away soon. So make sure sign up using uh, code nonsense, get set up on underdog. You can come play with us tomorrow night. We'll be talking about that again, get signed up for that DraftKings league. So you can compete with us. And then again, $1 patreon.com slash important nonsense. Come, come join the Patreon talk in the discord. It's a good time. It's a good, it time. is a good time. It is a good time. It's, 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 uh, it's frankly, it's, it's, it's a very, uh, it's a very eclectic group of folk that yeah. we've, that we've amassed. It's an interesting group to say the least, Yeah, but never a dull moment. No, no, there's definitely, you'll find somebody you enjoy talking to, even if it's not all of us. But uh, you can find me everywhere at nonsense underscore Steve. Follow the site everywhere at nonsense FF, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. And then the YouTube, I mean, you're here, but yeah, right. Important nonsense on YouTube. And you can follow me at nonsense underscore Neil just about everywhere. But honestly, the best way to get a hold of me is on our Discord. That's right. It really is. It's 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 what I prioritize, and it's what we use for our entire website's back end. So I'm usually there talking to the staff. <laughs> happy to talk to everybody as well. That's right. But I can't recommend it enough. We're looking forward to having all of you with us for the 2021 NFL season. And uh, just as a closing thought, if you're listening to this, go see if Tony Jones is still <laughs> just to circle Perfect. all the That's way back right. to the top. Put, of the, show. put the bow right on it. Yeah. But that'll do it for us tonight. And uh, until next week, everybody, just keep up the nonsense. Music for this podcast is provided by Lee Rosevere. I'm Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. And you can find all the guys at importantnonsense.com. Kaboom!